Seven, both imply deep processing. Attention can, attention is when an information processor devotes computing resources to an information set. Awareness implies an intelligence seizing on, being occupied by, experiencing or knowing something. Eight, finally, and particularly tellingly, awareness always, always, almost always tracks attention. Awareness is like a needle on a dial pointing more or less to the state of one's attention. At any moment in time, the information that is attended usually matches the information that reaches awareness. In some situations, they can be separated. It is possible to attend to a visual image by an all-behavioral measures, processing the picture in depth and even responding to it while being unaware of it. Because attention and awareness can be dissociated, we know that they are not the same thing. But mismatches between them are rare. Awareness is evidently a close but imperfect indicator of attention. Many more comparisons are possible, but I've listed at least the main ones. The point of the list is that awareness can be understood as an imperfect but close model of attention. Consider how the brain models the property of color, in particular the color white. White light contains a mixture of all wavelengths in the visible spectrum. It is the dirtiest muddiest color possible. But the visual system does not model it in that way. Instead, the visual system encodes the information of high brightness and low color. That is the brain's model of white light, a high value of brightness and a low value of color, a purity of luminance a physical impossibility. Why does the brain construct a, rather a physically impossible description of a part of the world? The purpose of that inner model is not to be physically accurate in all details, which would be a waste of neural processing. Instead, the purpose is to provide a quick sketch a representation that is easy to compute, convenient, and just accurate enough to be useful in guiding behavior. By the same token, in the present hypothesis, the brain constructs a model of the attentional 
process. That model involves some physically nonsensical properties. An ethereal thing like plasma, vaguely localizable to the space inside us. An experience that is intangible. A feeling that has no physicality. Here I am proposing that those non-physical properties and other common properties ascribed to awareness are schematic, approximate descriptions of a real physical process. The physical process being modeled is something mechanistic and complicated and neuronal, a process of signal enhancement, the process of attention. When cognitive machinery scans and summarizes internal data, it has no direct access to the process of attention itself. Instead, it has access to the data in the attention schema. It can access, summarize, and report the contents of that information set. Introspection returns an answer based on a quick, approximate sketch, a cartoon of attention, the item we call awareness. Awareness is the brain's cartoon of attention. How awareness relates to other components of the conscious mind. Consider a simple sentence. I am aware of X. Pick any X you like. An apple. A sound. The thought 2 plus 2 equals 4. The emotion of joy. I am aware of X. To be able to report this and actually mean it, my brain must possess three chunks of information all bound together. I am aware of X. In pursuing consciousness, one possible approach is to focus on the first part, the knowledge of the self, the I in the I am aware of X. One aspect of self-knowledge is body knowledge. The body schema is a rich understanding of your physical self, of the distinction between physical objects that belong to your personhood. This is my hand, this is my leg, and objects that are outside of you. This is somebody else's hand. This is the chair. A second aspect of knowledge, self-knowledge, is psychological knowledge. You have knowledge of your own mind, including knowledge about current thoughts and emotions, about autobiographical memories that define your sense of personhood. Your knowledge of self is based on a vast range of information. Does the secret of consciousness lie in this I side of the equation? The self-knowledge approach to consciousness, while doing a good job of explaining why we have detailed information about ourselves, does a poor job of explaining how we become aware of that information or of anything else. I will discuss this general approach 
in much greater detail in chapter 10. Another possible approach to consciousness is to focus on the object of the awareness, the X in I am aware of X. The assumption is that if you are aware of a visual stimulus, then awareness must be created by the visual circuitry. Some trick of the neural interactions, some oscillation, some feedback, some vibration causes visual awareness to emerge. Tactile awareness must arise from the circuitry that computes touch. Awareness of emotion must arise from the circuitry that computes emotion. Awareness of an abstract thought might, might rise from somewhere in the frontal lobe where the thought is presumably computed. Awareness in that view is a byproduct of information. Brain circuitry computes X and an awareness of X rises up from the circuitry like heat. Why we end up with a unified awareness? If every brain region generates its own private awareness is not clear. It is also not clear how the feeling of awareness itself have been produced. Having risen up from the information ends up physically impacting the speech circuitry such that we can sometimes report that we have, we have it. I will discuss this approach in greater detail in chapter 11. In contrast to these common approaches, in this book I am pointing out rather pointing to an overlooked chunk of information that lies between the I and the X. The information that defines the relationship between them, the proposed attention to schema, rather attention schema, in the theory proposed here, awareness itself does not arise from the information about which you are aware. And it's not your knowledge that you, in particular, are aware of it. It is, instead, your rich descriptive model of the relationship between an agent and the information being attended by the agent. The other components are important. Without them, awareness makes no sense. Without an agent to be aware, and without a thing to be aware of, the middle bit has no use. I do not mean to deny the importance of the other components. They are a part of consciousness. But awareness itself, the essence of awareness, I propose to be specifically the price in the middle, the attention schema.